I must just say, aren't those flowers absolutely gorgeous? And do you know what makes them gorgeous? It's because everyone is individual. And I think that's how God makes us, into a lovely bouquet. We're all very individual, different shapes, different sizes. And then come together, we can make something beautiful. Last night before I went to bed and when I woke up this morning, the same word kept coming into my mind over and over again, ringing, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This book, this precious book, is our direction for life. And that's what I hope I can just share a little bit of today. I've asked Bernard if he'll come and do the reading for us. Thank you. Thanks, Carol. Um, good morning, everyone. It's so good to, to be here with you today. James, chapter 1, starting at verse 19, and the heading to this passage is Listening and Doing. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious and and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the word. It's the word of the Lord. Thank you. Um, I had to bring my three monkeys along. Have you seen them? Pastor Simplice got me them. They were made in the Congo. We all know it, don't we? What's it say? So today we're looking at the second half of James 1. And there's what Bernard read, what it says at the beginning is listening and doing. It starts off, James says, take note. Take note. Give special attention. Listen. James is saying, I have something very important to say to you, to say to us. Everyone, you and me, must be quick to listen and slow to speak. And I'm sure you've heard 
the thing that my mum used to say to me, you've got two ears and one mouth. Use them in that order. So why is James saying this? Why is he saying this? It seems such a simple thing to say, but why is he saying it? Because he wants to see us grow and mature as Christians. In these verses, there's three instructions. And our instructions, they're commandments really. To hear, to receive and to obey. So look again at verse 19. Quick to listen. Listen isn't always easy, is it? We have our own thoughts, our own agendas. Sometimes we don't like what we're listening to. I go to a writer's club and I've got to be really honest, there's one man, he writes stories that I really don't like. But on my face you'd think I'm really listening to him, but inside I'm doing my shopping and whatever. I'm not listening to a word. You know what the sad thing is? That can happen in church. We can be sitting there listening to the Word of God. The Word of God and yet our mind could be, what am I going to do this afternoon? Where shall I go? Did I put my washing out? Is it raining? So many things in our thoughts could stop us listening. Sadly, we can shut our minds to what God is saying by not listening. I must admit, there's times, Ian and I, every morning, we have our time, we call it our altar time at breakfast, we read the word, and then we pray together. And I have said to Ian sometimes, I'm really sorry, Ian, he's read the word and I haven't heard a word. I've been looking out and my son lands looking at the birds or anything, and I've said to Ian, please, could you read it again? I haven't heard a word. How can I be sitting next to someone so close and he's speaking to me, reading to me, and yet, you know what, I haven't heard a word. James is saying, listen. Listen, listen, listen. And listen to what? Listen to what God is saying to us. Jesus often said, like has already been said, whoever has ears, let him hear. And again in Matthew 7.24 it says, anyone who hears these words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The opposite, of course, is that we could build our house on the sand if we don't listen. I want to be wise. You know what, I've always, I'm not an envious person, but I've been envious about one thing, and that's being clever. When I listen to clever people and they say beautiful words and, oh, I say to him, I wish I could be clever. But sometimes these clever people are not clever. I'll tell you a true story. My prayer partner, she's a barrister and so is her husband. Her husband's a solicitor. And oh, she's so clever and so is he and I envy them. Until the day she phoned him and said, could you please put the tumble dryer on? So she goes home and there's this wet washing. And she said, I thought I asked you to put the tumble dryer on. He said, I did. So she said, but why didn't you put the washing in? He said, you didn't tell me that. (laughs) You know what? I thought, oh, I don't want to be clever. (laughs) 
I don't want to be clever if that's what it is. But we can be wise, no matter where we are. We can be special needs and be wise. We can be the cleverest person in the world and be wise if we choose to listen to what God is saying. Slow to become angry. Hmm. Anger. You know, every year I ask God for a verse. And he's given me some beautiful verses. Every year in January I say, Lord, give me a a verse just for me. I've had the Lord is my shepherd. I've had in Isaiah, I shall take you by your right hand. But this year I could not find one and it was... I didn't want to open my Bible and go like that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to know that the Spirit of God was speaking to me inside. And I remember I said to the Lord in February, I feel quite sad. I feel quite sad. I can't feel that you've given me a word this year. And he spoke into my spirit and he said, that's because you never obeyed the last one. It wasn't the Lord is my shepherd. It wasn't, I love you with an everlasting love. No, it wasn't. It was from Psalm 141 that says, I will set a guard over your mouth and keep watch at the door of your lips. And I wasn't obeying it. So I've got it again this year. And I say it to myself so often, put a guard over your mouth, Carol. Put a guard over your mouth, Carol. Because my problem is I can react. I can just jump and say something without thinking. Put a guard over your mouth, Carol. So you can see, when I was asked to speak on this, it first became personal to me. It first was the Holy Spirit, it was God himself speaking to me. Nothing, nothing at all good comes out of angry words. If I'm angry, I want to hurt you. If I'm really angry with you, I want to say something that's going to be unkind. It's not like the anger that Jesus had when he went into the temple. Totally different. The anger we're hearing about here is the anger that is like poison. I always disagree with that saying, sticks and stones hurt your bones, but names will never hurt you. I do not agree with that. I can rub a a saw better, but say a word. It can penetrate, and it can go into our heart. It can destroy someone. You'll never be any good. You're useless. You'll always be the same. Things that could be said to us from a child, we can live with it. Lovely that Trevor heard such lovely things in his assembly all the time. Some of us have had horrid things sent to us. Angry words are cruel words. And just one word, just one word, like one little spark, could set a fire. One word could wreck someone's life. But I want to praise God. He can forgive us if we'd be the one. We might have been the one that said something we should never have said. I said things I regret so much. So, so much. And I've had to go to that person. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry what I've said. Why did I say that? Praise God, he forgives us. Also, God 
He's a, he's a healer. But he not only heals our bodies of sicknesses, he can heal our minds. He says he can renew our mind. So things that have been spoken into our life, we haven't got to carry them. You know, he can renew them, he can take them away. Healing of memories. If you've had something really horrid spoken into your life and you've allowed it to stick to you and believe it, we can go to the Lord and he can heal us with, he can heal our minds. He can renew our minds, renew our thinking. Let's look at verse 21. So therefore, for this reason, consequently, get rid of all moral filth and accept the word planted in you. You know, God gave me a picture, as I read this verse, of a luxurious bath. You know, I had a bath last night. What a treat. I don't know if you know, but... We had a leak in our ceiling and our kitchen fell through. So we've had to have showers and not have a bath. I've still got an enormous great hole, a massive great hole in my kitchen. I've never liked beams and I've got them. (laughs) (laughs) But I can have a bath now. And Sarah, uh, Leah, my granddaughter, bought me this big bomb. Have you seen these big bombs you put in the water? And they explode. And there's all oils in them. And oh, it's luxurious. The only thing is, it was bright orange and it was very weird getting into a bath. It was bright orange. But it was luxurious. And the Lord showed me something. He said, You can get in a bath. You can have luxurious things in the bath. You can get out. You can cream yourself, perfume yourself, talc yourself. But would you put then on, put on filthy clothes? <coughs> would you then. Have a nice glass of uh, a nice refreshing drink and then put a tablespoonful of arsenic in it. And yet we can do that. We can look on the outside that everything is fine, that we're listening and it's all right, but inside we could have something the way God is saying, get rid of that filth, get rid of that immorality. A long time ago in in the church when Alistair was pastor. I don't very often get words from the Lord, but it was so powerful. I had to go out to the loo and pray, this is not a Pentecostal church, Lord, this is not Elim church, I can't just go up and say I want to give a word. And I came back and I told him, and he said, go and tell Alistair. And I walked up to Alistair and he said, and he stopped the service, he said, and I was shaking so much and so nervous, but I knew it was of God. And he said, I see you worshipping. I see you praising. And I see you go into that room and close the door and put that computer on and watch that pornography. I was so nervous. Four people went up after the service. And Ian's been ministering to someone for a few years and also someone outside of our church has been ministering to because they was addicted to pornography on the outside they're in church praising God we know if we could be one of those people that are watching something that excites us or we like God sees our heart God sees what's going on inside and he can change us that's why, that's why James is saying this. That's 
what James is saying. This is saying, God wants to purify your heart. He wants to purify my heart. He wants to get rid of all the rubbish and the filth in my life. He doesn't want me just to wash on the outside and then put filthy clothes on. He doesn't want me to have a lovely drink and put arsenic in it. That is ridiculous. He looks at my heart. He looks at your heart. And he wants to purify it. Why is James saying this? James is not saying this to non-Christians. He's saying this to believers. goes on to say... Accept the word planted in you. Accept it. <coughs> he loves his vegetable patch. And it started off where he's been planting little seeds. Like Jim. Jim's planted some lovely tomato plants. I hope they worked this year. Last year we got the blight, didn't we? And lost a lot, so I hope they... But they start off with a little seed. But Ian goes out first thing in the morning and he waters them and he looks at them. I think he talks to them, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nurturing them and now I've got all these lovely lovely vegetables growing in my garden in a few six weeks a month a couple of months time I'll have lots of lovely veggie it would have been useless as a seed in a packet it would have been useless Ian going out well I don't know why that hasn't grown it says on here cabbages look it says on it on the packet no it had to be planted it had to be watered. It had to be nurtured. And God is saying the same about his word. When we have the word in our life, it's no good saying, well, I've read one psalm, I've read Proverbs, an old and a new verse, right, that's it. And not having any idea, just like the man who looks in the mirror, no idea what I've looked at or read. He wants us to water it and nurture it, that it might grow. He wants us to be mature. We need to have it watered by the Holy Spirit. Gosh, we've only just got three, through three verses and we could read so much into that. It is such a powerful three verses. We could stop there. James urges us to respect and honour God's word. Remember the three things? Hear, receive and obey. Having genuine love for each other accompanied by acts of kindness. Oh, I don't know, 30 years ago perhaps, we went to listen to Derek Prince. We had a weekend away. Must be 30 years ago or more? There you go. 27 years ago. We went and listened to him and he, he spoke on the verse what is true religion and at that time it was on the television you must remember all the pictures of Romania of the sewer kids the children living in sewers and the uh, um, babies in look, 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 look in bed and then it really ministered to Ian and our church every Saturday probably as big as this was filled, absolutely filled with black bin liner bags full of clothes which people in the village brought because Ian said, I'm going to Romania. And uh, we used to sort them out. And uh, Ian's first trip, he went off. I'd love him one day to tell you some of the amazing miracles 
And then I went with him and we went, went quite a few times. And now they're ministering, aren't they? They're ministering to the people in Ukraine now. Isn't that amazing? Now we can't all be missionaries. But those people who come and help sort out those clothes, those people that gave those clothes, those people that prayed for us when we went out were just as important as the people that went out. Ian always says, I'm a postman. I'm going just to deliver what you've given. Be kind. Easy to be kind to someone that's nice, isn't it? Oh, isn't it easy? But how about that person that's horrible to you? How about that person that's bibbed you up? You know, when you're driving along and you've done nothing wrong and put gestures to you, can you bless them? Can I bless them? But we're called to do that. Be kind, be kind, be kind. It does not say be kind to those that are kind to you. It goes on to say about orphans and widows. It could go on to much further, couldn't it? It could go about the homeless. It could be about the, the one-parent families. It could go about the women in refuge. It, it could go on now, couldn't it? Much bigger. It could be my next-door neighbour who's lonely. It could be to that strange person across the road that no one likes because he's a bit odd. I'm speaking to myself here. I really am. Three things. That we hear the word. We hear God's word. Hear with our ears and hear with our heart. We receive it. We take it as a seed we allow the spirit of God to water it that it might grow into something beautiful and then we obey it we do what he says and it's not always easy so if God tells us to do things that are always easy we'd never grow sometimes he says step out step out into the deep can't swim Lord step out I don't like the water step out I am with you always and I'll never let you go he doesn't ask us to do things on our own he is there with us every step of the way always and I know that from experience and I'm sure most of you do so listen 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 he starts off by saying, take note. It's not just like listening to a story or something on the television. It's much, much more important than that. This is the word of God. Listen to it. How can I listen to it if I don't read it? I don't read my Bible. I come back to church on a Sunday. How can I know what God is saying if I don't listen to his word? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. This we need to grow into his likeness. We need his word. If you don't read your word, may I encourage you to? You haven't got to read ten chapters a day. Sometimes one verse can come out and really 
help us for the day. So hear. And hearing is by listening. Receive. Receive from him. If I receive something, I've got to go out. If Beryl gives me a plate, you give me a lovely big box of chocolates, Beryl. Did you bring them? (laughs) (laughs) I've got to go and take them, haven't I? I've got to receive them. I've got to take them. I can be kind and then give them to someone else. (laughs) Um, But to, to receive, I've got to do, I've got to act, I've got to go out and I've got to do. To receive this word, I've got to act upon it. May we be obedient to his word. May I be obedient to his word. God has given me that verse again because I wasn't obedient to it. May he put his hand over our mouth. Take it away when we need to be kind and act. Laura and Mark wanted to come but Mark's got a cold and not feeling very well. But Laura sent a little picture, a little box. She sent it to me and said, this is what it said. Lord, Keep your arms around me. Put them round my shoulder and the other hand put over my mouth. I just pray that the word from God today might inspire us to be more in his likeness. Amen.